You talking to me? Even before the movie hit theaters, it's got fans so outraged they're taking up a petition to try to get Rotten Tomatoes shut down. Wow. Yes, it's Suicide Squad. Hey, you, let's fight. I'm just fighting words. <laughs> Welcome to the Screening Room Podcast. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And you know, the big movie this week, it is Suicide Squad. I want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet. They're bad guys. Worst of the worst. Hi, boys. Goodbye, everybody. Deadshot. Guy shoots people. He's a crocodile. And he eats people. Burns people. You're possessed by a witch. And she's just crazy. What was that? I should kill everyone and escape? This is the deal. You're going somewhere very bad. Whoa. Do something that'll get you killed. It's gonna save the world. What the hell's wrong with you people? We're bad guys. It's what we do. Nothing really matters to me. There's been so much buildup about this movie. And yeah, I don't know if you saw this, but yeah, there's actually a petition out there to shut down or disable the, the way that Rotten Tomatoes assembles their ratings because the fans are so mad about the low scores and that they're, they're revolting. Wow. And uh, that's kind of the so way... So is the film. So is the film. <laughs> I was going to say, we're not really fighting about it because we both really, really didn't like it. In fact, I, I angrily didn't like it. Uh, you weren't that bad. I was, I, I was very disappointed in it. I had, I had high hopes. I guess I did, too, because of the cast, some of the people involved. But, uh, boy, the more it went on, you know, I leaned over to you about halfway through saying, this is bad. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and the way you said it just now was much calmer. <laughs> You were, you were, you were angry about it. And it's funny. Yeah. I think I, I was more excited about it from the beginning probably than you. Cause this is, you know, I, I'm not a giant fan of the superhero movies. I like them well enough, but I, you know, it's never the hero I like. I don't really care for the, I like villains. Right. And I love this idea. Just give me villains. Well, let's just have villains in it. And first of all, let's be clear. We are not comic book people. Nothing against comic book people, oh, no. but they bring a different mindset to these movies, and that's totally fine. Sure. They've got a lot of, uh, lot of emotions invested in it, a lot of backstory invested in it. We don't know anything about that, but the movie has to exist without that. It has to succeed without that. It does. Uh, that can be an element of it for a different segment of an audience, but we, we have to, to view it, and it has to stand on its own without that. And, and this movie does not. No. Um, it's got, well, first of all, the, the setup, uh, Viola Davis, the great Viola Davis, who yes. is one of the few, very, very few bright spots in this movie, and I'll give you a couple others later, but she, she assembles this task force of supervillains, uh, because at this point, when the movie picks up, Superman is out of the picture, because it picks up when, where Batman versus Superman le left off, and mm -hmm. if you remember, everybody thinks he's dead, so he's out of the picture, and they're worried about what about if the next Superman comes down and decides to tear the roof off of the White House and, and do bad stuff? You know, who's going to stop him? So long story short, she assembles this group of supervillains, and that's the Suicide Squad. And they're basically tasked with doing this suicide mission. They have to do it or they'll be killed, right? Right. And uh, so you've got all these different villains that, frankly, we don't care about. There's only a couple that are worth it. You've got Will Smith, who's dead shot. You've got um, Margot Robbie, who is uh, Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn. <clears throat> and um, you've got, of course, the Joker, which is Jared Leto this time doing the Joker, who's 
He's not in it very much. No. I know he's probably going to be in, in, in later films, but he's not in this very much. So anyway, mistake number one, way too many characters and not enough development. That's a common mistake, especially these days. In, it certainly was a mistake in Batman versus Superman. It is a common mistake in, in, uh, in superhero movies. But, you know, in this one, it just really stood out because... First of all, three or four of them just didn't even fit the bill. They were, she kept calling them metahumans, yeah. and the one what, guy just seemed like he was a jewel thief with a you know teddy yeah. bear in his in his coat. What totally, the hell? totally needless. Yeah. Totally need, needless. So many of them were needless you know, characters. And I will say, for sake of argument, I liked Batman versus Superman. Didn't love it. I did like it. I did not. And and uh, but this one, yeah, way too many characters. Needless characters. Nonsensical characters. And then you've got. The main villain, which is this enchantress witch, which is totally ridiculous. See, I think that right there is my biggest problem. Was that right? So if you're gonna if you're gonna have a movie that's all villains, right? Then what they're up against has to be awesome. And oh my god, not only was the was the character itself stupid, and there's a secondary character that's even more just throwaway and useless. But the way they tie her in is so ludicrous. The plot holes and and narrative, you know, nonsense in this movie are just just beyond belief. They're plentiful, and uh, you know, it's it's all over the place in its tone. I mean, get, one thing about Batman versus Superman, even if you didn't like it, you've got to agree it had a tone, mm-hmm. it had a vision, it was dark. Man, was it dark! And I respected him, Zack Snyder, for at least following that out. Again, I liked it better than you did, and that's fine. This one, it really has the mark of, if you believe, you know, the the trades, the rumors about what was going on with getting this to the screen, so many different hands meddling in it, try to make it this, make it a little more Deadpool, make it funny, make it this. That's what it looks like. It looks like a million people have chimed in going, oh, do this for this group of of this audience segment and do this. And it's all over the place. Yeah. They tried to make it funny. It's not funny. No, I think one of the one of the problems there. So David Ayer directed and he has done, you know, I'm not a huge fan of his work, but I mean there, you know, he did Fury with Brad Pitt, he did End of Watch. Solid. So, not great, solid, but solid. Dark, gritty, yeah. right? Yeah. Here's one thing you can't say for him. He does not have a sense of humor. There's no humor in his work. And so I think that Trying to wedge it into this film, it felt even more out uh, out of kilter because I don't think. First of all, I I doubt it was his idea. But on the other, but he clearly, if it was his idea, doesn't know how to direct for humor. And you know what else? He doesn't know how to direct PG thirteen. Why? Right. Why stick him with a PG thirteen film? And also, if you're going if you're going to be um, affected by Deadpool, it just making it funny is not what made Deadpool work. It had this tone from start oh, to finish. Yeah. That was it. Yes, yeah. it was funny. It was funny, but it also had a tone and an attitude. And you can't yeah. just go in and give them some wisecracks, and the Deadpool people will love it. No, well, not at all. Irreverence is what this movie needed and oh. just didn't have. And now, so I think really for most people, it's Harley Quinn is what they're the most interested in because for whatever reason, and I don't know what it is. They've never, really never put her in a movie before. Not much. I think she had like a brief one in in that the 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 other bad one with Bane in it. The you know from the the Schumacher version, the Schumacher oh, Batman, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but she's uh, a fascinating character. She really is, and she's never been done even sort of justice. And I think that most people were excited about her because Mar- Margaret Robbie is very talented. She is talented. And I'll give her this: she tried, right? 
She tried. She did try. But the, she has nothing to work with. Everything, every quip, every, I mean, God, it just, the writing is so flat and mirthless. Yeah, and then they try to get all touchy-feely and warm fuzzy with some of these characters and a backstory with Will Smith and his family and then the other guy who, uh, the, the flame the flamethrowing guy who doesn't want to use Hernandez, his right. devil's gift anymore, you know. Just out of nowhere, and we're, tr- we're supposed to get all you know, all warm fuzzy well, about these characters. One of the things that no. we were saying is that you know, for a, a cast that's full of bad guys, the only actual bad guy in the movie is Viola Davis. Yeah, She's yeah. the only one who carries it out. And you know, there is a scene where she's super bad, and that was effective. It was it was it was surprising? And uh, oh yeah, she's she's badass. Was the thing though, she can act. Oh my, can she act? She's one of the greats. Uh, and I'll give you. And you'll probably disagree with this. I'll give you one of the other small things I liked about this movie. He wasn't in it very much. I like Ben Affleck's Batman. I do. Uh, I like where they're going with it. I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see where they're going to go next. And on that on that note, here's the thing: we go back to the Joker and Jared Leto's Joker. He wasn't in it very much, and it's kind of a letdown because he's also a very talented, talented actor. Yeah. But we haven't. If he's doing something with the character, I'm not sure what it is, where you're going, but I'm hopeful that in the next movie that is supposedly, it's going to be a Batman standalone movie directed by Ben Affleck, who has shown he is a very talented director. Much better at director than an actor. And if you're going to make it Batman, Joker, and Harley Quinn, yeah. all right yeah. then. I'm okay. with you. I okay. will definitely give that one a shot. There's I will, no question about it. I will give it. that one a shot, because if you're going to put him directing... Uh, with this type of uh, take on Batman, and let me uh, see more of those two very interesting characters, a different take on the Joker and this Harley Quinn, then you might have something, and I'm gonna, I'll, I might be in for that. But that, as it is now, this this thing is just a mess. You know what, though? I mean, I just think DC has gone off the rails. You know, I don't think that they have made a decent film since Christopher Nolan left, right? And you know what? I mean, Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy is is maybe the best, certainly trilogy, that superhero films have made. It's and good. then when Marvel picked up the... What they did was take it brightly colored, funny, lighthearted, right? And and they were very successful. And those, those films are really enjoyable, especially Guardians of the Galaxy, right? DC, you know, I, I know that... I, I, I just don't think... For me, the dark tone just... It just feels like uh, uh, a Christopher Nolan movie without the intellect or or breath. I just think it's just a lifeless Christopher Nolan movie, yeah. and uh, with too many characters wedged in and and no inspiration. And this just feels like even even an even lesser version. Yeah, this just 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 feels like this just an incredible mess of too many people meddling, trying to pander to certain groups of an audience they think is oh that's what they want. Kind of a thing, and uh, yeah, just just really all over the place in tone, and uh, yeah, again, I'm holding out hope because I did like Batman versus Superman better, and so I'm holding out hope that they can do something with this still, uh, because yeah, Ben Affleck has shown he's a very talented director, so maybe maybe there's life in this yet, but not really for Suicide Squad. But by the way, if you do go, uh, there is an extra scene about halfway through the credits, but that's it. There's not one all the way through the credits. You get one with a little sneak into what Batman may be up to next uh, about halfway through the credits, but that's it. So needless to say, very disappointed in Suicide Squad, but there's some good stuff out right now on Netflix and VOD. One of the th- one of the ones I noticed was on Netflix now, and I'm not sure it just came out this week, but it's on there now, and boy, is it worth checking out. It's called The Tribe, and this is one that, I'll tell you, it's unlike anything you've ever seen. It is a... 
It's a tough movie. It's a tough movie to watch, but you will never forget it. It's filmed entirely in Ukrainian sign language with no subtitles. It's about uh, so even if you know sign language, you still don't know. You still don't know, and it's up. And but it, amazingly, you catch on to the narrative. Right. And it's about a boy, a young teenager who's put into a a new uh, school, school for the deaf, and basically it becomes a story of survival. How does he survive? How does he navigate? What group he's going to go with? And it could be it basically it's it's survival for any group. It could be in in the wild. It could be in the corporate boardroom. It's about survival. And it is. There are some scenes that are very, very, very hard to watch uh, with a really gripping ending. And uh, trust me, if you can get through it, it's trust me, it's like nothing you have ever seen. And it's called The Tribe. It's streaming on Netflix. What else is out there right now? Well, some new ones coming out this week. So three, actually, that we would recommend. Keanu. You loved that one. Funny. So Key, the guys of Key and Peele. Key and Peele, and, man. You know, it was underseen. It's a funny movie. Very, very funny. They steal the cat. They steal the guy's cat, which is named Keanu, which is a direct reference to the movie John Wick. Um, and actually, Keanu Reeves shows up in this movie. Just one of the funny things. Very funny. Yeah, you're right. Underseen. The Lobster, which oh. we love. We had it. Well, we did our list. Madwolf.com is our website. Check it out. Um, we had a list of our top 10 movies so far for half the year, yeah, half right? The year. And that was number two. Yeah. Awesome. It is. It's great. It's weird. Again, it's not like anything you've seen. More fun, certainly, than The Tribe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's a fun movie. And then another one, and this is a little bit more of a, a near miss, but I enjoyed it very much. High Rise. Yeah, it is. It's worth seeing, but yeah, not had had some troubles, Yeah. but also had some good vision yeah. as well. And yeah. that is Ben Wheatley, a director we like a lot. And, With uh, Tom Hiddleston, who Tom everybody Hiddleston. likes. Yeah, who everybody likes. And it's kind of a, it's interpretation of a classic story, right? A classic kind of a sci-fi dystopian uh, future type of thing. Yeah, J.G. Ballard, who's hard to bring to the screen, very definitely. And it's funny, it's like a dystopian future, but it's very set in like the late 70s, which gives it... Yeah. A very interesting vibe to it. The cast is great. What happens is unpredictable and bizarre and comical in sort of a mean-spirited way, but I, I liked it very much. Yeah, because that's one of the ones, one of those texts similar to uh, Cloud Atlas where they said, oh, this just can't be filmed. Uh, and it was. And I thought Cloud Atlas or was... Or Naked a, Lunch. Or Naked Lunch, yeah. And again, a one that wasn't great, but but worth seeing. I love Naked Lunch. What are you um, saying? Okay, I don't think it was great, but Cloud worth... Atlas I could live without. Cloud Atlas, well, I thought was a, a nice try. Mm. Let's put it that way. But anyway, High Rise for us is, is kind of like that. Solid, but but not great. So see what you think. But uh, the main thing to take away from this week is Suicide Squad is a mess. Uh, if you can find the land, that is worth seeing, though. So what's up next week? Well, I think the big one is Sausage Party. How fun does that look? <laughs> Seth Rogen and yeah. a bunch of great uh, comic minds, animated food. I'm in. Yeah. Also, a remake of Pete's Dragon. Yeah, if you're looking for something to take the kids to. That and, should be an interesting one. Yeah, I remember that one from when I was a kid with Helen Reddy. Yeah, I don't was remember the that. the star. So, <laughs> so uh, way to make me feel old. Uh, <laughs> so that's next week. But uh, until then, I'm George Wolf. I'm Hope Madden. Check us out uh, madwolf.com. Also, tell us what you thought of Suicide Squad. I know some people are digging it. You can let us know on Twitter. Keep this conversation going. We're at madwolf, M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F. We'd love to hear from you. Until next week, this is the Screening Room Podcast. See ya. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner.